A lot of the talk today has been reaction and the fallout from yesterday's announcement from Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry. We talked earlier in the program about restaurants and the fact that they're no longer allowed to offer dine-in service for the next three weeks. Dining indoors service, I should say. Also caught up with uh, Pastor Johnny Strutt of Motion Church to talk about how churches were going to be allowed to have small in-person gatherings as of late last week. And then yesterday, oh, wait, no, we changed our mind. That's no longer the case. So we've covered those. But one other thing that was announced yesterday that we haven't touched on yet in this program, and that is an expansion of masks and who is wearing them in school settings. So BC's top doctor announced yesterday that all school districts in the province will require students grade four and up to wear masks. The new rule expands on the province's previous mask requirement that only had covered high school students. Masks are also strongly being recommended for students from kindergarten to grade three, but not mandated. So what does this mean for those in the Kamloops Thompson School District? How is SD73 handling this change. Well, earlier today, I caught up with the district superintendent, Dr. Terry Sullivan, to get his thoughts on the move. The first question I wanted to ask you is in relation to the update in regards to masks use at schools. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry announcing yesterday or recommending, I suppose, is kind of how it's being put that uh, students in grades four through 12 now be mandated to wear masks in schools at all times. How big of a shift is that for the school district? I mean, I, I, I can't remember exactly the age groups that had to wear masks before, but I feel like this isn't a significant uh, change to the mandate that was already in place. Well, it is for elementary children. Uh, you know, we we were focusing the mask uh, uh, policy was really focusing on secondary students and uh, especially with respect to the wearing of masks and uh, the restrictions or the or the uh, the directives with respect to that increased as as we worked our way through the pandemic. But uh, it's a new uh, it's a new focus on on elementary children who did not have to wear masks uh, uh, unless they elected to do so. But uh, with this new mandate, uh, children from grade four up, uh, the elementary schools will now certainly be involved with uh, with respect to children wearing masks. How how tricky do you think that is for staff to enforce? Given that you know, especially in elementary, right, there'll be some kids wearing masks and some kids that won't be. I imagine that's going to be a little bit difficult to, I don't know if police is the right word, but difficult to really get the message through, I would think. Yeah, it would be more challenging. There's, there's, no, there's no question about it. It's going to be more challenging for, for teachers, uh, especially with, with younger children, and having them wear masks uh, uh, throughout the day. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I think one of the, the public health uh, did not issue that directive to apply to elementary children as we work through the pandemic. But I think the I'm anticipating that they're probably concerned about about what is to come. And uh, it originally was issued by, I think, the medical health officer in the Fraser Valley. And then uh, uh, Dr. Henry, I think, uh, looked at the rest of the province and then uh, decided that it would be prudent to apply to the rest of the province. And I think looking at our own particular situation, we have to remember what happened uh, after Christmas. We had only five cases in 69 days in session uh, from September to Christmas. And then in 29 days in session uh, after Christmas, we had 42 cases. So I think there is some concern 
with respect to the number of cases escalating, we had 2,518 cases over the past weekend in, in the province. We had six deaths. And so rather than the cases going down, they're, they're going up, and they're going up very significantly. And we know that when people are on the move, we saw that experience uh, as a result of the Christmas break. When people are on the move, the virus is on the move as well. And we've had March break uh, throughout the month of March. People have been on the move. We're seeing significant uh, increases in cases. And I think probably what they're doing is they're anticipating that we're going to see a significant rise in cases, uh, you know, as people return after the March break. And so I think probably this this mask uh, policy uh, with respect to elementary children is another uh, is another uh, safeguard. I, I think that they probably felt that they they had to put in place as a result of what they anticipate is going to occur. Yeah, and you mentioned the potential for increase in exposure events uh, within schools, and we've seen two as of yesterday, as of Monday the 29th, there was a, a couple of exposure events um, that were immediately following March break. Are you anticipating more? I mean, uh, you know, now that we're more than a week past the return to school after the spring break, uh, just having the two feels like uh, not, not too bad of a scenario, at least at this stage. Well, I've always had some concerns about what would happen based on our experience of what happened after Christmas. And, and I've said all throughout the piece that the safest place for, for, for children and youth to be is in schools. And when schools are not in session, uh, that's when we see significant uh, increases uh, when children return. Uh, when students return after uh, a period of about two weeks. So I'm, I'm looking at, you know, probably uh, next week and the following week are, are times when we're really going to key on uh, the number of cases. We have to remember that, you know, provincially only 10% of the transmissions of the virus have occurred in schools. We've been working very hard to ensure that we keep schools secure, we keep them as controlled environments. And so we've been very effective, I think, in in uh, in really reducing the transmission of the virus uh, with respect to schools, but I think we're going to see some pressure uh, with respect to cases in in the in the week after next, maybe next week, and certainly the week after next. That's what I'm anticipating. I'm hoping that that's not going to occur, but given the experience we had after Christmas, I anticipate that we're probably going to see some increase in cases. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that uh, you know your your hope holds true, and we don't uh, get that uh, increase in exposure events coming in. Around rapid fashion, as could potentially be the case here in the next coming uh, days and weeks. Um, in terms of the mass for younger elementary students, does that change anything in terms of uh, the district having to buy those masks? Do you have to be able to supply them to more people now as a result of this, or are you expecting them to supply their own? How does that work? No, we've anticipated, uh, you know, we've tried to anticipate as we work through this and, you know, with respect to resources that we might need and and uh, we have uh, ample supply of masks uh, for elementary children and so we anticipated that this might occur and we're quite prepared and we have masks for everyone. Are you buying disposable masks or reusable ones? Just curious, you know? No, we have uh, we have reusable ones and uh, we're we're ready to, to deploy those. We're, we're kind of waiting for... Uh, a little bit more information with respect to the specifics, uh, and uh, we expect those, to, you know, those specifics to be coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, but we have masks, uh, we have masks that are uh, that are reusable, and we have those for for every elementary child in the system if we need them.
Um, teachers were kind of on that list for who would be potentially receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. And as of yesterday, of course, the province announced it's suspending its use for anyone under the age of 55. I would assume that would capture most teachers within the district. Not all, but the vast majority, I would assume, are under the age of 55. Um, is there probably some disappointment right now that uh, teachers not going to be getting that vaccine, I guess, as quickly as maybe initially thought? Uh, you know, there's the, the vaccine still may come back online in the coming days and, you know, no harm, no foul. But as of right now, it looks like a bit of a delay. Well, I'm only I'm going by what Dr. Henry said yesterday, and what I heard her say was that there were only 30 cases worldwide with respect to uh, side effects of the, of that vaccine. But the side effects were very serious, and that's why they suspended the the uh, the use of of, of that particular uh, vaccine. I heard her say for the next few days, because. She did say as well that, yes, there were side effects, but they knew how to treat the side effects uh, should they occur. But uh, they wanted to be absolutely sure uh, with respect to uh, the, the side effects before they redeployed that vaccine. She did say as well, though, that as far as the, the, the priority list of, of people that they wanted vaccinated, certainly during uh, this month, that they felt that they could probably move the, the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine to those over 55, and they could use other vaccines that they have disposable, uh, at their disposal to those who are under age 55. So I think they're working through all of that now, and uh, we're hoping that that's not going to affect uh, the, the plan that they have to uh, vaccinate personnel uh, in the in the K to 12 system, and we also heard uh, this morning, just this morning, that uh, the federal government has heard that uh, they're going to receive an, ex an extra uh, five million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, uh, which will be in Canada prior to prior to the end of June. So it seems that other vaccines are flowing, and I think health would have all of that information, which we don't have. But mm -hmm. uh, certainly, what I've heard from Dr. Henry yesterday that they are looking at some alternatives with respect to the adjustments of the vaccines they're going to use and moving some uh, into the into the K to 12 sector that uh, that they have at hand. That's what I heard her say yesterday. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure the instructors are anxiously awaiting their opportunity because I know there's been some anxious uh, individuals within the school system, but um, a bit of a delay here. But hopefully, everything continues to move uh, pretty smoothly moving forward. Uh, well, what she did say that that the 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 K to 12 system is 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 a priority, not because of risk, and I think it's important to to remind people of that. As I said, it's 10 percent or less that of the transmissions that have heard in, that have occurred in schools. Mm -hmm. What I heard her what I heard her say that it's not being done because of risk. It's not being done because we want to keep schools open. We want to keep them stable, and that has an impact on certainly the rest of society and right. the rest of the economy. So um, that's really why why it's been prioritized. K-12 has been prioritized, not because of risk, but because of wanting to keep our schools open and operating. Yeah, well, uh, that's uh, <laughs> hopefully that'll be the case here between now and June, and we'll have a somewhat normal end to the school year here. Uh, Terry, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for the call, and uh, we'll do it again sometime in the future. Okay, thank you, Jeffrey. Awesome stuff. Dr. Terry Sullivan, the superintendent for School District 73.